Welcome everyone to the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. I'm your host, Isaac, and on this podcast, we aim to help you become the hero of your own story and live life on your terms. Thank you for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. And gentlemen, we are back for another episode on the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. Thank you all for joining me once again today, and let's get right into today's episode. Today is a Just the Facts episode where, again, I bring to you as much value in as little as time as possible. So today, what we are going to be covering and focusing on is the recent valuations, internal valuations in fintech companies. Now, if you don't know what fintech is, fintech is financial technology. So it's a lot of the newer stuff, a lot of things that are coming out within the last few years, starting around with the 2000s, 2010s. For example, these buy now, pay later services like Klarna, Square, PayPal, these are all sort of your fintechs, right? So you're looking at finances combined with the tech sector. Now, during the pandemic, and since basically 2021 as well, we've seen a lot of growth in the tech sector, especially with the startups. The valuations have been insanely high and venture capital has been um, very heavy in these technology sort of industries. And recently, over the past few months, and especially in 2022, there's been an idea of this haircut of the valuations of these companies just dropping. So the cumulative amount of these lowering evaluations is almost half a trillion dollars. Um, so it's these companies that took advantage of booms in IPOs, which are initial public offerings. Um, and then the issue with the raising interest rates, lack of profits, and a potential recession. So there's been more than 30 fintechs listed in the U.S. since the start of 2020. So again, going back to the investors and venture capitalists, a lot of these people flock to these companies thinking that the fintech was the future and that these companies would be in a better position once the pandemic passed. With the rising interest rates, with the lack of profits, uh, and really new business models, because again, they're new businesses. Um, as we move towards that recession idea, there's a lot of sell-off going on and a lot of kind of catching these people where they lay. Because a company isn't great because it does well in the good times. A company is great because it can adapt and survive in the bad times, which we are about to find out how that's going to work. So these shares in these fintechs, and again, the market as a whole is down, but these fintechs, especially in technology as a sector, is incredibly down. So companies like PayPal and Square and Klarna are really looking at haircuts. And let me give you guys an example. Klarna slashed its internal price from $46 billion to under $7 billion in a private funding round earlier in July. Stripe, which is a payment processing fintech company, cut its internal valuation in July by more than a quarter. So what's going on right now? Right now we're seeing bloated and unrealistic numbers that are really having a correction and showing the true value of what these companies are worth. And the danger of fintech is, again, it's so new, right? A company that's doing fantastic but has only been around since 2018 really hasn't had the time to go through things like the 2008 recession or hasn't had the time to go through wars or even before then when you talk about 1987 and Black Mondays or when you talk about, you know, global news like a war in Ukraine. So these companies are now being tested. So what does this mean for us as the individuals? When you're looking to invest, which is an intelligent decision, you have to, one, understand where you're trying to invest. You have to understand, two, there is a level of risk 
if you want higher returns. And three, you have to understand your objective. If you want to make as much money as possible and you need it in three months, you are going to lose a lot of money because you're going to take a lot of unnecessary risk and the market is very volatile and almost compared to be like gambling when it's so short term. And this is why a lot of times, you know, a lot of people look at traders like gamblers, right? You, you go to casinos and they pay money and they don't know whether it's going to be, you know, 17 on roulette or if it's going to be a zero and it's going to be green. And so a lot of times it's very risky. And if you go very short term, it can look like a casino. And again, now the older banks, I mean, they're like the house. So they're always going to be good and they have federal easing and buyouts. But you as a consumer have to be careful. So when you look at articles like the one I'm just kind of talking about um, or articles that are based around, you know, personal finance as a sector, read it and then realize how does this affect me? Where does this tie into my life and how can I use this for the better? I'm not saying this to scare you guys, but I'm saying you guys to make aware. It's like, okay, well, technology is taking a hit as a sector. So if I'm going to invest in technology, like we've talked about before, if I'm prepared I do my due diligence, I can really get in some great companies at a lower price point. But if you don't do your research, you might get into companies that might not be around in the next five, 10 years. And that's again, back to the point of investing. You want to invest in one, companies that have a proven track record. Two, companies that you actually believe in. Companies that you believe know what they're doing. And then three, invest in people. Do you believe the CEO, the CFO, the executive team can take the company to where it needs to go. Because even with a good company and good products and good systems, a bad leader can turn that all around. A lot of great uh, empires, for example, have fallen because of the actions of one man or one woman. And so you have to ask yourself, do you believe in this leader's ability to lead? Do you believe that they will take the company in the direction that works best for the company? And so to wrap up and to kind of segue real quick, we just talked about the, the half a dollar trillion, um, trillion dollar valuation of fintechs basically just being wiped out. What we have to understand about the market as a whole is that the market will always fluctuate. The market is always going up and down, but it's always had the upward trend. It's always going to go back up. And the reason it's been so high and why it's dropping so much is that we just went through a pandemic. And pandemics can very often cause recessions. And we spend a lot of money that wasn't there, which is why inflation is so high. Now, when that happens, the stocks should have gone down. 2022 took a hit at the beginning, but the reverse turn in 2021 were extremely good, which from an economic standpoint doesn't make much sense. Why is that? Because during those times when inflation is high, and all this is going on, the market should not be going that high. That is not a common pattern. And because of all the money we printed, the after effects are happening now. This is an aftermath of the actions that were taken during the pandemic. So now when we look at it, we're looking at companies that rose up because they got federal easing, because they got loans, and because when consumers, which is us, and the investors thought that maybe it wasn't going to be bad, we put more money in the market and that money drove the prices even more. So now the market was reflecting consumer confidence, not 
based on concrete details like earnings per share, like your price to earnings ratio, like your dividend yield. And so now what we're seeing is that as our confidence drops, as we see the Fed rise rates, now is the time where we see the companies kind of correct and go back to where they're really valued. And that's also where you really see the companies that can stand out, the companies that are doing great. Everyone knows Apple has been a fantastic company and their shares are still going up, just like Microsoft. But a lot of other companies took a hit. Snapchat took a huge hit. Twitter, I'm not going to give them some slack because the deal with Musk and the buying deal is kind of moving their share up and down. But a lot of the social media platform companies took a hit. Um, and then, I mean, we can get started on crypto, but crypto has been taking a massive hit. Anyone in crypto or in a basis in crypto understands. And the issue that I've always had with crypto is, listen, you can invest in crypto and you have to diversify um, if you do. So you don't want to have a lot of money in it. But my issue with it is that, again, if I put money in a stock like Apple, I understand what's backing it. I understand the demand behind iPhones and Macs and iPads. And I believe that that Apple's innovation will continue to push forward and keep the company going. So if I buy Apple stock, I do believe in the future it will go up and it has backing. You buy one of these cryptocurrencies, a lot of them have nothing to back it. There is nothing that supports it. So how are you controlling the value of something that you don't even know what it is to begin with? So when everyone's like, oh, this is going to go up and everyone starts buying it, well, then, yeah, it does go up because investors buying soars the shares. And now that people are scared, now they're plummeting. And the so-called stable coins that they've had in cryptocurrency, they also didn't have backing. They were maybe indicators in the market, but they didn't have any backing. So when they went down too, it's the same thing. So again, you don't ever want to just go with the crowd and do whatever people say, but you also definitely don't want to go against the crowd. Um, So you don't want to just do against what everyone else is doing, but you definitely should do your due diligence and understand what you're getting into and understand too that unfortunately money and the returns aren't guaranteed. And so you have to understand that Are you able to stomach risk and are you able to play the long-term game? Because if you're investing money that you actually need, you're at the mercy of the market. Because if something goes wrong and you need to take the money out and it's a downturn like it is now, you're going to be losing a lot of money. But if you say, hey, I don't need the money now, maybe in six months, maybe in a year, you're looking at the upward trend. And at that point, you can take out at a great profit. A personal example that I'll give you real quick and, um, and I'll wrap the episode up is I had uh, one stock called Space, um, and Space goes for Virgin Galactic, which still has not had their first commercial flight to space, which is what they've been advertising. So they've just been pouring money and zero profits. I bought in at 34. Now, I went, after I bought in at 34, this was a while back, it went down to about 25. So I'm down $9 per every share that I bought. And... It would stay there, and it went down to 24, up to 27, and it stayed there. So right now I'm at a loss, but I had no need for the money, so I waited. And then they had their first successful test launch, and I went from 25 per share to 70 per share. So now I'm making 100% profit, right? I made double my original investment. I sold, paid my capital gains taxes, and this isn't official investment advice, so that's a um, clean disclosure right there, but... 
the point is, is that my decision to invest in the company, that was based on the due diligence that I did. But the timing was the important part because I didn't have a rush to get that money. Now, that was an individual stock, which I do some of them. But most of my stuff is, again, what I advertise um, as a fellow investor, not as investment advice, investing in index or mutual funds, funds that are passively managed, that have low fees, that are going to give you the results that you want to look for. So to close off, do your due diligence, understand the news, understand the global climate of how things move, and invest in what you actually believe in. And invest when you have money to invest or put aside money to invest, not money that's necessary. That's going to do it for me today, guys. I hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you all in the next episode of the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode. Reach out to us at www.thegentlemansatlas.com and tell us what you'd like to see next. Your support is greatly appreciated and see you in the next episode.